Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. There we go. What's going with that headset? You know, all the good headsets are over at uh, the uh, all-news station we have. The young kids, the young gunners sit there and they grab that stuff. This is the second hour of Oilers Well. Uh, now it is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, trusted by 630 Ched. Digitex, visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex, they will take care of you. It's a Tuesday. That means staff inspector for our friends from Horse Racing Alberta. Over 7,000 Albertans employed in the horse racing industry. And by the way, Century Mile will be opening up this spring. And uh, for those of you that believe that the Canadian Derby is over and horse racing is dead in the province, uh, that is not true. Mark Spector joining us over at Rogers Place. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. I was just talking to our good friend Yoni Niemann, uh, who's... Uh, you need to find better friends. Yeah, I know. There's a... lots going on out there. They open up Costco out there. Yep. Yeah, uh, there's a big outlet mall out there. There's a lot going there's, on. There's out, a uh, huge outlet mall. By the airport. They have, uh, yeah, a great uh, line of uh, Ralph Lauren products. Yeah, Red Tail Landing, fine place to hit a golf ball once in a while. Yeah, we've been out there before. Mm-hmm. I'm also a fan of Blackhawk, by the way. All Prokop's uh, yes, tracks, uh, it's beautiful, let me tell you. All right, uh, so, Spec, uh, tonight it's the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, yes. They're going to have Elias Pettersson in the lineup. Good. So that's one of the stories. Games on Sportsnet. Oh, it is. All our stations. All your state, so is, the country. must be the Canucks broadcast, right? It is the Canucks broadcast, yeah. So you're not going to hop on the bird with us? I will be watching comfortably from the uh, confines of my own abode, Bob. There you have it. Uh, they're making a pretty big deal about this Elias Pettersson guy. Fifth overall pick, 2017 draft. 56 points in 44 games last year uh, for Vajo. What do you think? Well, he's... For what we saw of him, or we've seen of him in his international career, he looks like a very good player. Yeah, uh, it's something about Vancouver and Swedes. You know, the Oilers did well over the many years with Finns. You know, Curry and Tikkanen. They like to be doing well with at least one more. And one more. Yeah. Rutsalina. It's just it's funny how it's always gone. I've, I, maybe I've got a weird fascination with it. But the Oilers have done well with Finns and a couple of Czechs along the way. Not so many Russians. Uh, some Swedes for sure. But the Swedish influence in uh, right back to Thomas Gradin in uh, Vancouver has always been strong, right through the Sedins, and uh, now here comes this kid Pedersen, and he looks like he, there's a he's a very nice looking young player. Well, I, and they got Horvat down the middle, and Pedersen's exciting. They got the Dolan kid there as well, and they're thinking that that might be a tandem, right, Dolan and Pedersen, that would pre- potentially replacing yep. the two Sedins together. 
Uh, for Edmonton, we hit on Yes Sapoliarby. He's an important player. He is going to be in the lineup tonight. He needs to get going. I I thought he looked pretty good early in Friday's scrimmage, a little bit quieter in Saturday's scrimmage. Of course, we haven't seen him any in, in under game action. People also got to remember this guy's still 20 years of age as well, Mark. He is, uh, but, but the one thing that we can't use anymore uh, as an excuse, and I'm with you, Bob, uh, 20 years old is always going to be 20 years old. Those, there's not many guys that make a big impression at that age. Uh, but he cannot say he's not used to the big ice anymore. Right. Or to the small ice, excuse me. That, that's gone. He's been over here now since third pro season. Uh, the whole assimilation thing, uh, if it's it's got to have happened by now. He's speaking English with his teammates. He's looks very comfortable. I see him on the ice. He's having a laugh. He's talking with guys. That that he doesn't feel like an outsider anymore. So the comfort level should be there for Yessi Pulyarvi. I don't need to see him score 60 points this year, Bob. But it's time for him to take a step and show and show us that there's a, a budding NHL player there. And maybe we'd like to think. A pretty good NHL player there. Yeah, uh, you know, you and me have had a lot of discussion on him. I'm comfortable with him playing with Strom and Kaber to start the year. I got, you know, Tobias Reeder. We haven't even talked. I mean, the lines ended up being kind of what we discussed on the show, Mark, throughout the course of August. Yeah, most Oilers fans, I think, that you see out there, everyone pretty much had the lines pegged this summer, right? It was pretty clear. Yeah, so again, McDavid with uh, Nugent Hopkins and Ratty, though there's a chance Ratty plays tonight, uh, and McDavid is not going to be going to uh, Vancouver, and then we're going to have Dreisaitl uh, with Lucic and Tobias Reeder, and then it leaves Kara along with Strom and Pogliarvi, and Kajula to start along with uh, Kyle Brodziak and Zach Cassian. Pontus Haberg would be in the mix. Uh, he needs to get going here. He had a good third period last night, a little quiet first two periods. Got a couple guys in on uh, PTOs, including Alex Jason and the aforementioned Scotty Opshalls. Well, back. And that does not include Kyler Yamamoto or Ryan McLeod, as an example. And some might say, well, you got to keep, you know, what about Tyler Benson? So those are younger guys. And Yamamoto and Benson's case, they can go to the American Hockey League. McLeod has to get signed, and uh, he would need to either be in the NHL or he's going back to junior. Yeah, I think that, you know, McLeod's going back to junior. Benson, who hasn't played enough, is going to the, to Baco to, you know, begin his pro career where he should begin it. And, and frankly, to, in my mind, Yamamoto's got to score his way onto this team. He, 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 to me, is earmarked for Bakersfield and can only change people's minds if he becomes the right winger who's filling the net here. And I want to say this, Bob, because you weren't here. Uh, I listened to Todd McClellan today, and he talked about inviting uh, a big group of... who He said, I invited a group of right-wingers in for a meeting. So I don't know if that would include a you know left-shot guy like Kajula or not. I don't have the answer to that, but he brought about... He said there was five or six guys in the meeting, and I told him there's there might only be a spot for two of you guys. But what he's doing there is... Everyone's looking at this camp, including the head coach, and saying we're light in the right side, which means there's a ton of opportunity so go for get all it. these guys. And he's telling those guys, there's a carrot, boys. Go get it. Yeah, go get it. And uh, and Yamamoto did that last night. It's early. Scored two goals, as Jack Michaels put out on Twitter after the game. Two goals, two different ways. Uh, you know, a ripper and then a... Uh, Deke, and he slid the old backhand or five hole. So yeah. that was a, a good performance from him. Paul Yarby, though, do you agree or disagree? There's nothing wrong with him stopping, starting further down the lineup to start the year and then maybe get increased playing time once he builds some confidence there. Oh, yeah, man. It's a marathon, right? Not a sprint. 
And let's face it, the the ammo on Ty Ratty, who would start on the first line right wing with uh, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, his whole career has been he gives you he's a tease. He gives you a few good games and then it goes away. He's aware of that and he's trying to solve it. But my point would be this: history tells us Ty Ratty's not sitting in that right wing first line hole for the whole season, maybe not even for a third of the season, Bob. So underneath of that, you know, I think you'd like to see some some chemistry with Reader and Drysaddle. I think that probably has some staying power. But uh, Yamamoto, or I should say Pugliarvi on the third line, he's about two maybe not great Ty Ratty games away from lining up next to Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, and that would be the dream of, of all a lot of Oilers fans right now. We're joined by Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector again for Horse Racing Alberta. It's one thirteen in Edmonton. We should mention, Spec, just to the PTOs, for the Oilers to fully capitalize on the potential of the LTIR for Andre Secra. If I've got my understanding of the CBA right, Edmonton would actually have Secra activated on their 23-man roster to start the year. And then they move him on to LTIR, at which point they theoretically could sign, say, a 14th forward, be that Upshaw, Chason. I mean, geez, they could even, if uh, Aber doesn't get going, they could sign two of those guys. Like they, Maybe they sign McLeod and give him a couple games and have one of those two guys in on the PTO if they farmed okay. a guy like Aberg. But that has to take place after... Sacra gets moved to the LTIR, and that would not occur uh, until after the start of the season. So I, I think it's the the right. I think the same day that you or the next day you have to declare your roster, which happens yes. on the day that the Oilers are playing in uh, in Cologne, correct? in Germany. Yep. Now, what's the timing next to to for LTIR? Is that not at the same time? Or is it the next day? I think it might be the next day. I'd, the next day. I'd have to, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll look for some. Hey, listen, uh, let's let's put McLeod, the 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 playing McLeod in an NHL game story long shot major. away for about three more strong sure. exhibitions. Sure, hundred percent, hundred percent fair. Long, yeah. major long shot. Major so long shot. when it comes to obviously Upshaw and Jason, because yeah. there's a strong possibility one of those guys gets a chance. We're looking at a ways away here. Like, I mean, it, it, they, you know, one of those guys could very likely be on the plane because Sekra isn't going to be on the plane. And then they're just going to have to play the waiting game. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and you know, I think the big, the big, how would I say, the wild card here is Scotty Upshaw and his health. You know, I, I, I said what I said about him earlier. I got a ton of respect for the guy. He's closing on 800 NHL games. He's played off the bottom of the lineup his whole career. Uh, he's a warrior. All the great things. But I'm going to tell you this, Bob. I know NHL players a little bit. I've been doing this for a while. He had a knee issue. Uh, at, you know that's why he didn't get past the original medical. Uh, it's better now. But yep. and he says my knee's great. I'm ready to play. Guys always say that when they're on PTOs and they got to make teams. Uh, time will tell. And uh, this, I, I don't want this to come across like I'm, I'm calling Scotty Upshaw a dishonest person. I am not. But he knows he needs to get on the ice sure. here and play. So he needs to show he can skate. And if that knee will let him skate, and if he can make it through a whole camp, and he can skate, boy, there's a lot of intangibles that will put him ahead of even a guy like Chason, who undoubtedly has more hockey left in his career than Upshaw does. But for the right now... I'll tell you, if Scotty Upshaw can play, I don't mind him on this team one bit. 
Mark Spector, Bob Stoffer with you. It's 116 in Edmonton. We'll get to the defense when we return in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. You can text us at any time at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. We're going to go there momentarily. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. It's 119 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you. Our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. Just heard the ad. Steve Earle and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road, September the 23rd. And guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Restaurant. Three locations in Edmonton and now in Sherwood Park. Japanese Village is Edmonton-owned and operated. Japanese Village, a perfect place to celebrate your occasion. Mark Spector with us, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. All right, Spec, uh, Darnell Nurse, it got done yesterday. Does I mean... It was it was interesting just in terms of the narrative that was out there, right? Like Peter Shirelli was being criticized by a lot of people for, well, it's too much money on Chris Russell, and why do they do Drake Kajula, and, uh, you know, uh, too much money for Miko Koskinen, and Jesus cost them Darnell Nurse, and at yep. the end of the day, Darnell Nurse is going to miss two exhibition games that, frankly, ah. Oscar Clefbaum and Adam Larson aren't going to play. You know, in, 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 <laughs> yeah. foot, in football terms, uh, that would be considered a wily veteran move to be a holdout miss yeah. the first week or two, right? For sure, yeah. And, and you know what? Technically, is he even a holdout in that situation? Well, no. I, and I am guilty of using that word holdout in my piece the other day. Uh, and I'm wrong. Jim Masson said to me, he corrected me this morning, it's not a holdout when you don't have a contract, right? When you have a contract and don't show up, it's a holdout. Darnell Nurse did not have a contract. It was not a holdout. And I put my hand up as a guy who missed pronounce that thing but uh, anyway we've passed that um you know what he's back there was always enough money look the orders are cap challenged so are a bunch of teams but the orders are they had about i think 3.9 million in cap space and they had to sign darnell nurse well they were never given them over three and a half so that's not a problem right they get them at 3.2 uh now they're pretty much capped out but they got all their people signed so life's okay it's it's you know, Shirelli's cutting it close to the bone. Sure, so are a bunch of GMs. Uh, I'm. I think no one's worried about it uh, around this club, anyway. Uh, I know that there's always criticism out there. There's always going to be criticism, but uh, he's got everybody signed here. That's what counts. This text comes in. Let's go to our Westlock Ford text line. Hey, Bob, so a game last night to the boys back at Edmonton. Watch the game. Listen to it. Just wondering. That one comes from from Pat. I don't know what the players do. I've never actually asked them about that. Tonight's game's on TV on Sportsnet, plus on the Oilers Radio Network. So I don't know. I know all the coaches and uh, management and scout were uh, on the trip last night. Bob, do you see Darnell Nurse becoming a 20-goal defenseman, potentially? No. But I do think Nurse could have a year spec where he's 10 to 12 goals and 35 to 45 points. I think he could get there at some stage. Agree or disagree? Uh, I totally agree. I think that the the role we see for Darnell Nurse is uh, one day, and they don't have his compliment yet. I've said this many times in the show, Bob. I see him as the number two to a very good number one or a number four to a very good number three. I see him being Evan Bouchard's partner for many, 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 many years, right? A big guy who can pass the puck, who can shoot it, when the guy passes it to you, but who's the defensive conscience of the tandem, right? The way Brent Seabrook is with Duncan Keith, the way Jake Muzzin is with Drew Doughty. That's where I see 
Nurse fitting in, and that guy collects some points because he plays with a strong offensive partner. So one day, I think he needs the right partner to get to those numbers, though, Bob. Jason from Sangudo, I cannot uh, read your text on what a holdout is, but I agree with you. Uh, you can text us at 6.30, Bob, who is the best all-time Russian? Well, Spec, I have a guy from the early 90s that I loved. He was only in Edmonton briefly, but he was a hard-playing Russian. So I'm going to throw his name out there right now. Anatoly Semenov. That was a guy that played the right way, that could score a big goal once in a while. Because the Oilers have not had great Russians, Mark. The Oilers have had challenges. Uh, I mean, Yakupov, obviously, was, I would say he's a very unique Russian because he is from Tatarstan. And, you know, uh, religion is not a big deal in Russia. It was a big deal in Yak's life. Mm-hmm. He was Muslim, as people know. Uh, so, and I, Yak to me was not a successful Edmonton Oilers. So I look at a guy like Semenov who was here briefly, yep. but was an effective player in the playoffs for the hockey team. Tony Semenov was a very good player. Uh, here's an unknown for you. The year the, uh, the first World Junior ever won by the uh, Canadians uh, back in 1982, he played for Russia in that, in that, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> in that yeah, tournament. Uh, my best, so the question is best Russian Oiler that, ever, that they ever had? Is that the question? Yes. You know, all around, I'm going to say the the guy that had the that was the best player, in my opinion, was probably Bo Mirnov. Uh, and he never quite got out of, you know, that body of talent what uh, what a lot of people thought he could have. Bob. Now, some people are texting right now, Spec, uh, and some of these individuals really know their stuff. Okay, and they're saying you forgot the Mangler. Igor Yulinov. Yeah, he's he, an awesome guy. He was a beauty. He wasn't the best Russian they ever had. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Bo Mirnov, to my eye, had had all the qualities, all the qualities in one persona of a guy that could be a Norris Trophy finalist, right? He could skate it. He could pass it. He was big. He'd hit you, right? He could really shoot it. Uh, we got about six votes for uh, Igor. He had Yul- all, all Yulinov, the tools. Yeah. Igor Ulanov was a... Now, I mean, hard as nails, man, and had no. His pain threshold was so high, Bob, it almost didn't exist, right? Well, what was, now was it Robin uh, Brownlee's line on Jason Smith that he had the pain threshold of a cadaver? Yeah, yeah, right. That's you, one. Sure. Of, there you go. And there's another rock solid hockey player right there, <laughs> but yes. not Russian. But not Russian. Not that many Russians, Bob. Like, like, let's go back to the old days when you know the Gretzky Messier days. Was there any Russians on those teams? Who Can I not remember any? No, like, you, you know, I, Yaroslav Pozar was Czech. Yes. They had a bunch of Swedes like Willie Lindstrom and obviously a bunch of Finns. Right. Uh, you know, Kenton Nilsson was a Swede that played, right? For one year. Yeah. yeah. Part of one year. Lindstrom, Lindstrom, Lindstrom played for a while. Not that many Swedes. No. More Finns, but really no I Russians. mean, the, the legendary stuff with, with Messier during the 84 uh, Canada Cup was, you know, sneaking Larry on off and the boys out for a few pops after yeah. Canada, right? Good for mess. Yeah, that's that's all in. That's the mess we know. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think Mironov would have been better if he uh, actually would have been able to find Andre Kovalenko that night. Yeah. I was on that trip, baby. I reported that one. You you were you were you were out there searching for those two guys too, weren't you? Is that what you told uh, yeah, Ronnie no, Lo- no. Ronnie Lote that time? Oh my God! Unfortunately, they used to lose Bo Mirnov whenever they went to New York. I was there twice covering Oilers at Rangers games on two separate occasions in two different seasons when Bo Mirnov just disappeared. It happens, Mark. <laughs> 
disappeared, man. <laughs> it's, it's an Eastern European thing, man. Ah, you know what? We all have a good time. We go to New York, Bobby. I'll winter, never hold it again. Win or lose, we still booze, right? <laughs> you know how that works. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, what Mir- about uh, uh People are saying, what about Igor Kravchuk? He was Russian. Ooh, he was, he Crafty was, was a good player. Yeah, uh, oh boy, yeah, he was. He was a very, very, very good player. Oh, yep. Didn't Salavanov score four goals in one game? He was yeah, a decent. He wasn't that good. He, yeah, he wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> you can test us at six thirty, six thirty. This text comes in out of Grand Prairie. Bob, what do you think of the Flames' video clips on the intermissions uh, showing the Oilers getting plastered by them? Uh, not very classy. Showing Oilers getting plastered by them. Oh, uh, you know what they did do last night, Mark? Is they showed the Oilers' goals in in house. It, and so they should. And not every team or organization right. in the league shows opposition goals. You come to the rink, sometimes there's not many goals. It's a 3-2 league. If the other team scores three of them, I still want a replay. Absolutely. I still want to be able to leave the rink and say, you know what? I thought that was a bad goal that my goalie let in. But upon seeing the replay, it hit a skate or it hit a stick, right? Yeah. I want that replay so that I, I could, you know, it happens fast, man. I can't believe some of these rinks, and I'm with you, Bob. They only show the home team stuff, and the guy sitting on his couch at home that doesn't spend a dollar gets a better view of the I game can't than people believe, in the rink. You know, you know I, I was really impressed by Calgary that they show the Oilers' goals. But As the, they should. Good but, for them. You know, they did show a couple guys squaring off. I can't believe they showed a repeat of Dave Brown's beatdown on Stu Grimson. Yeah, that's a, that's one that you wouldn't often see. No, you would not see that one in your home building when your guy's absolutely getting... Uh, you know, obliterated by Dave Brown, the cold-blooded assassin. Oh, boy, I'm sure you and Jack were talking when that thing came on well, the screen. We and ha- you were totally distracted, Bob. You probably didn't listen to a word Jack was saying. Well, we, we, well, Jack had four fights to call last night, but I made him go through the Dave Manson anthology before the game on YouTube with all of the Dave oh Manson fights of Scott Stevens and the time that uh, Gary Lehman jumped uh, Denny Savard and uh, Manson, you know, kicked out of the gang, came back on the ice, third man in off the turnbuckle. You know what, Speck? It was a thing. Oh, I had a abs- long talk with Dave this morning. Had Absolute beauty. Shook Absolute my hand. Beauty. It's still sore. There you uh, go. Yeah, he's a big, he was a very fearsome player and, and a very good player. He was a good player Dave for Manson a long a good time. Good hockey player, boy. Mark, uh, we're going to do this uh, next Tuesday. Thank you for taking time uh, joining us down at Rogers Place. All right, man. My pleasure. That's Stoffer Inspector brought to you by your friends at Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing. Uh, well, uh, it'll be going next spring, thoroughbred style, out at Century Mile. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Belt. Jason Garrison is in tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. We will hear from him. He's a PTO, uh, trying to make the team as a defenseman. And Edmonton Oil Kings uh, coach, former New York Islanders player, Brad Lauer, coming up as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.